and the name that makes it happen No further introduction to the man that's worth tracking City's clapping for his relentless backing A vasty against the former team that just went packing While they're slacking and other hosts are lacking He tells it like it is on issues that nobody's tackling While he's racking, the ones who keep on grappling The listeners, some followers who get it, keep on stacking Great friend, and the type to set a trend President to see where haters with the men, there's no pretend 17 years, he along with Pierce Entertaining Southern Cali back by popular demand Intense for the listeners to resonate To the hottest topics of the day, check the resume While some local leaders seem to lack the unity My man uses his voice to do what's best for the community Westwood One, catch him on the sidelines Reporting live, what we later see in highlights No holds barred, just like on his timeline Sun filter podcast, no need to follow guidelines Meet any criteria, dropping bombs like Syria Touching down, all around, connected like Expedia Coming to your speakers live from the city, yo Bestie, welcome to the Scott Kaplan Media Great friends, thank you so much for being here this week for the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast. I'm very, very excited to bring this content to you this week because making his debut on the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast is my longtime friend, Jim Nance, who is the voice of golf on CBS, which means he's the voice of the Masters. He's the voice of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53 coming up, which makes the timing of this podcast really perfect because we recorded this podcast on Friday right before the Farmers Insurance Open weekend. So that would be, just trying to think of the date here, that would be January 25th. And the Super Bowl is upcoming this week, which would be February 3rd. And so today, um, as we're releasing this, is on a Tuesday. January 29th. And the reason I'm mentioning all of this is because as of today, we're not on the radio. We are traveling to Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. And so again, Jim Nance, the voice of the Super Bowl, the week of the Super Bowl, this week on the podcast. And what I loved about this interview, and I've already been telling people just in conversation that, hey, yeah, this week Jim Nance is on the podcast. And one of the things he talks about in here that I think you're going to absolutely love, I know I did, how Jim Nance says, he has one more day than everybody else in his business. Why he has 21 more hours a week than just about everybody else in his industry, therefore creating enough time for him to do the things he wants to do in business, not just in broadcasting. And that's really what I'm so excited about for this podcast is because I've known Jim literally since the mid-90s. When I was a young up-and-coming broadcaster working for CBS Sportsline, and we would go to the New York Broadcast Center of CBS, and we would broadcast the day of the tip-off of the NCAA tournament. Jim was the studio host at the time and would come in to the broadcast. And, and I just recall talking to Jim, this is now, you're talking 25 years ago, and how I looked up to him back then because he was already a big star, now 25-plus years later, with all the Masters and Super Bowls and NCAA tournaments underneath his belt. He is the preeminent star of sports broadcasting. But this guy finds a way to do all the other things he wants to do. And for those of you who listen to this podcast, you know, yes, I'm on the radio five days a week. And yeah, I got four kids. And yeah, I've been going through kind of a, an ugly divorce. But I've been putting so much energy into creating something new. And that's one of the things Jim talks about, the the desire to want to create, to build. 
And just as we're getting ready to go to the Super Bowl this week, not only are we going to do Radio Row and bring great content to our radio audience, we are really showing off to the sports radio industry the product and the project that we've been working on for over a year called Sided. Many of you have heard me talk about this or you've followed on social media, Sided, S-I-D-E-D dot C-O. And last year, I was literally walking around Radio Row saying to my colleagues, this is what I have in mind. This is what I'm planning to do. And I had a piece of paper and I was showing it to them and they were saying, yeah, I don't really get it. Now, I'm going to walk in a year later and go, remember what we were talking about? Here it is. And now I'm ready to start taking on influencers who want to create content that can create money for them. And so um, it's really an exciting time for me. And so to, to sit down with a Jim Nance and talk about business. And then, by the way, I should tell you that when the microphones go off and we stop talking um, and, and we're not recording anymore, you know what I'll do? I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you what happens after we turn the mics off on the other side. This is not a long, long, long interview. So I'll tell you what happened on the other, on the back end of this. I'll say this before we get started. We're going to the Super Bowl right now, and Jim, perfect timing to have him on the podcast. We're planning to show off the software that we've built, sided, to all of our sports radio colleagues. What I'm asking for from everybody who listens, if you love the podcast, if you love these interviews, if you're getting something from them, I'm just asking, do me a favor. Go on to our our platform, sided.co. It's on your web browser. It's a web-based app, sided.co. Create an account. It won't take very long. Yes, they'll ask for your cell phone, but that's pretty standard stuff nowadays. And just go in and play with this thing. Start a debate. Like today, George Sedano, my longtime radio colleague from ESPN Los Angeles, he posted his first debate. He and I literally sat on the phone today, and I gave him a tutorial on how to use this product and how to tweet from this platform and how to bring people here and how to watch his numbers grow and ultimately how that's going to make him money. For you, a user, your opinion is going to count, your point totals are going to go up, and ultimately those points will be redeemable. This is a proof-of-concept product, and the more I can get people to use it, the more I can go out and raise the kind of capital that it's going to take to really build what I'm truly trying to build. So I'm starting to mention this on the podcast because now we're proud of it, and we want you to use it, and we want other influencers who who are trying to solve the same problem to come on and use it. So please check it out. At the end of this Jim Nance interview, I'm going to tell you what we talked about when I turned the microphones off. Super Bowl week, face-to-face, Tory Pines, Friday morning, mayhem in the, hol- in the Hilton lobby of the hotel, Jim Nance and I, one-on-one this week on the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast. Go ahead. Your father-in-law. George Richards, who is here today, lives in Cleveland, was a four-year player at Pitt back in the late 60s into 1970 or 71 was his last year. Left tackle. Became, um, after that, a, a high school coach and athletic director at university school in Cleveland. But he's got your ties. He's got Pitt wow. Panther ties. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. You guys almost overlap, just missed by about <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> Thankfully, just a slightly longer. <laughs> by the way, you, you know, we're just sitting here talking right before I turn on the record button here. And I, I say, I want to talk about business. I don't really want to talk about sports. I, listen, this is an exciting time because Farmers Insurance opened for you. 
and then right into the Super Bowl. And man, what a crazy year you're going to have. But um, you have you, you. This is what I admire about you. <laughs> yeah. This is what I admired about Dick Emberg too. Yeah. It's what inspired me to do more than just be on the radio. Is that I always looked at Dick as a guy who everybody looked at as a legendary broadcaster, but I knew Dick as a great business guy too, because he had written the play, but then produced the play. You know, he had been part of movies or TV shows that were outside of sports. He, he, he had written books. He had found ways to make money outside of just calling games. And that's what I know I'm interested in. Is and scratch the itch, you know, yeah, the creative yeah. juices that he had, which were enormous. I saw it too. I was inspired by it as well. Uh, people are wired differently. I was uh, really made aware of that early in my career. Some guys maybe just want to go call their games and, and stay at home, play golf. And obviously, I'd like to do that, too. But mm -hmm. I, it, for some reason, I have to like be busy all the time. I can't it's just sit the still. way I'm wired. I, I can't I, sit still. Right, me too. So I've, uh, I've tried to model a few things after that way of thinking. Wrote a book 10 years ago. You were right there in the middle of all of that as we were out on the worldwide circuit trying yeah. to promote the book that became a New York Times bestseller for seven weeks. And that was the impetus for me then to go from writing a book to opening up and creating a, an Alzheimer's research center in Houston, writing the first check, taking the check from my, my book and all the proceeds and, and putting a team together. They actually had the team pretty much in place, but setting out a game plan with uh, the aid of some really great neurologists down in Houston. And now here we are all these years later, we have the Nance National Alzheimer's Center uh, thriving down in Houston with um, nine trial drugs uh, right now at the moment uh, being administered. Uh, we are one of the go-to places in the world. Named for my father, by the way, the Nance National Alzheimer's Center. World Symposium is there next week. Researchers are, are from all saying, over the world. But are you saying that... that Having the goal of wanting to do something in your father's name, and obviously we all know the story of his Alzheimer's and yep. how it affected your family, and and taking the money from the book and writing the check to build that, it's it's like, this is what I wanted to do. This is the means to do it. It became that, absolutely, 100%. All of it. And, you know, later than, after that, and that's going on, I could not be happier where that is, but there's... There's still an active role for us as uh, the, with the family name on it and out raising money and events. We got an event on February 24th up in San Francisco. It's been fantastic. I'm wearing a tie at the Super Bowl. That's my Forget Me Not collection tie. That's uh, proceeds go to go to the NNAC uh, in concert with my friends from Vineyard Vines. But then we got into the wine business. I knew we could do something in that realm if I got the right partner, and I was fortunate enough to to meet Peter Deutsch and uh, the two of us together now have been collaborating for almost 10 years on the calling. Most recently our Chardonnay was ranked 15th in the world by wine enthusiasts. 15th overall out of 24,000 wines judged. It's been a wonderful ride. And you're involved. See this is the other thing. Gotta Can be. You explain? Otherwise yeah. it's not real. Right. So that's just it. So a lot of people I think would look at you and they'd say, well, okay, Jim Nance has been a famous sportscaster in America for the better part of the last 25 to 30 years. And he's famous, and therefore he's made a lot of money. And so he's able to just have his rich buddies use his name and his fame to say that he's part of something. But when it comes to the wine, as an example, you're really hands-on, right? And I don't know how hands-on, but explain if you could. 100%. We are, well, you, when you own half the company, I mean, there's the day-to-day -day just 
responsibility of knowing what's going on inside your own company. There's presentations to be made. There's long-range planning to make. Uh, I've loved the process. Got a tremendous guy to team up with, and Peter, who's a wine industry uh, icon, and he's really helped me understand business at a whole new level. I've loved every minute of it. The calling, you know, goes with me everywhere I, I travel. It's in every city, and uh, it's been it's been great. I see what you see, though. You see so many athletes that throw their name on a restaurant, or I see it in the wine industry. I see it with a number of people in the wine industry who think that the celebrity branding is is a big play for them. They do nothing other than just let them use their name. But you know, in wine, and it's not any different also in apparel it's what the quality of the product is what's going to ultimately drive it you know when i went to to peter peter came to me and we decided we were going to collaborate we knew this couldn't have my name on it and wine especially wine is such a sophisticated group an audience that if you put your name on the bottle people are going to immediately associate with you uh, this with your other world mm-hmm. so it it um, it doesn't strike them as authentic they think it's just a celebrity brand play that's why it's called the calling but you can you, you know the, the graveyard i used to say the graveyard of celebrity wines with their names on the bottle is is like it's over it's overfilled mm-hmm. there's no more room mm-hmm. you can't sell it mm-hmm. um but what's inside of our bottle is special see i think it's amazing and people are going to ask this question so i'll ask it for everybody that's listening how do you possibly balance the time because when you've got a big-time NFL football game every single Sunday, and then here we are at the Farmers Insurance Open, sitting in the lobby of a hotel, people looking at us like, what's going on over there? <laughs> um, and then you've got the Super Bowl coming up, and you've got the Masters on the horizon. You've got the NCAA basketball tournament, and you've got lots of teams you're going to have to get to know, and kids you might not have seen it at any time. you got a lot going on in just sports broadcasting, so how do you balance your time? I have to figure out how to make every minute count, especially starting with primarily, most importantly, a hundred times more important than anything else is where's my family fit in all this. And if I felt that they were being shortchanged, I wouldn't be in it or I'd get out of it. I'm get a really good time. Get out of wine or get out I of I get out of anything that was taking away from, from the time that I could be devoting to them. But, you know, I find ways to be able to isolate what I'm doing uh, on my own time might be on a flight might be when I'm away from home I'm on the road they're not traveling with me where I can get things done meetings done more phone calls uh, more face-to-face interviews with people uh, in those realms Uh, I I actually feel like that's my greatest strength is that I'm really good at managing my time Somebody said to me the other day, they said, you know, I think of you and I think of you're doing too many things. You got your radio show and you got yeah. NFL football games and you're, you've got this startup company that you're really involved in. And, and I go, actually, I'm not nearly quite as busy as you think. And I don't understand. And I said, well, let me explain this to you. See, when I trained for Ironman, here's what I learned. I had to train like seven, eight hours a day. I had to run, I had to swim, I had to bike, I had to eat, I had to stretch. I had to do a ton of stuff every day. It was a full-time job training for Ironman. Now, rather than taking those seven or eight hours a day and training for Ironman, I utilize them for other stuff that I need to do. There you go. I'll give you one. Social media. Okay? I'm not a social media guy. I'm not on it. I don't have an account. I spend zero time on it. Most people I talk to in my industry who are saying the same thing you're saying, how do you do this? I've got a big uh, 
launched now today as I we know, speak I of, talk uh, about this. of an apparel brand that's been two years in the making, a lot of time. This has been more time than anything I've ever worked on. How do you do that? I mean, we're busy. They, In their mind, they are completely filled to the brim. How do you do it? Well, most of them, I, after I do a little straw poll, are spending two to three hours a day working on Facebook, Instagram, checking out Twitter, seeing what people are saying about someone else or whatever. That doesn't concern me at all. So if I'm not going there, that's time seven. That's 14 to 21 hours in a week that I have mm-hmm. to do whatever I want to do mm-hmm. with. I look at it like I get an extra day. I get an extra waking day a year, a, a, an extra waking day per week not being on social media that everyone else in my universe is devoting to reading Nothing wrong with reading, yeah. but reading a lot of things that maybe are superfluous that they don't really need to know about. Right. Why are you concerned with what somebody else is saying about you you've never met in your life or someone is saying about someone you work with? That's all a bunch of, to, my, to me, a waste of time. That time for me is being, is being used for me to try to help make things succeed. One of the guys who works on your crew, Sellers Shy, who when, I, pulled, Sellers when Shy. I walked up, when you and I walked up together and I saw Sellers, I haven't seen Sellers since probably last year at this time. He, first thing he said to me is, I love following you on Twitter. I love all the things you put out on Twitter. I'm like, are you for real <laughs> right now? No offense to my man here. I'm glad that he likes my content. He you know? needs it. He's an earnest guy. Yeah, but isn't that crazy that that people do see this stuff? Yeah. Well, by the way, people have the freedom and the options to do whatever they want to do with their time. Uh, you do. I do. I, I elect to put my time toward trying to do something creative and try to do something that I enjoy and find fulfilling by burning that energy to make something fly, make something go. Okay, people would ask you this question, though. You ready? Again, Super Bowls, Masters, Final Fours. Everybody gets it, okay? You're a big-time sportscaster. Therefore, with a big-time network job, probably comes a pretty nice living. What, what drives you, then, That's a good when most people would say... Hey, I'm comfortable. I'm making, excuse me, I don't know exactly. I'm making several million bucks a year as a big-time sportscaster. What drives you in business? I like creating things and, and, and building things and making it succeed. I like to win. It's a, I, th- I think more than anything, it's, a, it's just a competitive side to me. And the, the reality is, is that the calling, if it makes it which it has and it's going to be around for years and it's going to be something that I can hand off to my children and Peter's going to hand off to his children it's going to be multi-generational if it didn't work it wouldn't change my life one iota and if it is working which it is it's not changing financially I'm not eating at better restaurants I'm not driving a better car I still got the same old car it's not changing the way I live my life so I've been asked that question by some family members before and ultimately I just, I, in this case, I do like the fact I know my kids can, if they want want to, one day could have that to figure out what they want to do. Because sportscasting, as an example, there's been plenty of sportscasters, famous sportscasters, whose kids have gotten into it and have, you know, have to some degree had the benefit of their fathers before yes. them, right? Um, sportscasting isn't necessarily something you hand off to your child. It's not tangible, per se. That's true. Versus a business, something that's sellable. That has value, that is hands-on. You can hold it; it's tangible. That's something you can hand off to your kids. Absolutely, yeah. And that's going to happen with the calling. And 
it's 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 totally driven from the right place. It's a good place to be, actually, if you think about it. It's not being done out of desperation. Right. I've got to succeed in this, or mm-hmm. uh, it's going to change my universe. No, I'm I'm all in because uh, I want to do what's right. I want to I want it to be done the right way, and I want it to be a, a reflection, a positive reflection of me. And I want to win. Yeah. So you've got all this stuff going on between all the sports that you have to call and the biggest of biggest events, and you've got the wine business going on that you. Your hands on, and now the Jim Nance collection from Vineyard Vines. I've been hearing you talk to me about this for two years about the, the ties. You mentioned that you're going to be wearing one of their That's ties. The Forget Me Not collection. I, I know the Ghost Alzheimer's Research at the Nance Center. But yeah. this, this is your own. It's our own line clothing line of clothing, mm-hmm. and people might think, "Wow, that's that's really interesting." I think when you get to a certain level of fame, seriously, when I look at Michael Strahan, Michael Strahan has gone to a new stratosphere in just a couple of years mm-hmm. football analyst is one thing big smile gap tooth yeah. new york super bowl hall of fame the whole deal but good morning america it's a whole new world and with that and he's great and he's awesome and what comes with that for him is a line somebody slapped his name on a line of clothing i don't sense that somebody's slapping your name well, we don't do you know that i, mean, I don't oh they, no i don't at yeah, all yeah no no uh, i think that there are enough people that will vouch for my effort level and what they're going to get. I'm always going to exceed what their expectations are in terms of effort. I know that in terms of how many times they're going to be involved. I've just been at the PGA show in Orlando. I went from Kansas City to Orlando. You yeah. talk about time management oh, in man. between weeks of, of the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Orlando, golf tournament. Monday I'm shooting a commercial with Capital One, the ones that have been coming out in March Madness with Barkley and and Samuel L. Jackson and Amazing. Spike Lee, and then Amazing. we got the game. That's incredible. We got the game. <laughs> but uh, today, yeah. as we sit here today, uh, on Friday, January 25th, this has been circled on the calendar for almost a year. This is the launch date of uh, of the, forgive me, Jim Nance by Vineyard Vines. Uh, Congratulations. By the you. way, is this piece that you're wearing up top here, this or is this is your right new here. stuff? This I mean, is a half zip right here. This is what, yeah. listen, I don't mean to like pull off my jacket. <laughs> yeah. This is how guys, I think, kind of like I yeah. think we dress. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at a lot of this stuff online, the Jim Nance collection. It looks beautiful. Sort of logo here. Yeah. Uh, look, I I have pedigree, first off, history in in the golf thread business. I remember, were you? it's all San Diego-based. Yes. Ashworth, as I, I was recall. on the board for eight years with the great John Ashworth and his company. John left during that time, uh, but I stayed on, and it was the number one golf apparel brand in the U.S. and in the world. So I this was not for me coming in and being a complete outsider. I saw it done at the highest level to this sector known as green grass. When you sell to golf shops, it's it's that 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 group is called green grass you sell it to tory pines you sell it to san diego country club they're green grass account and they're not a retail store account we were number one in the world i saw every design marketing sales distribution presentation you could ever imagine everyone every year multiple times i've never missed a board meeting flying out here to san diego based up in carlsbad and it was a fun ride watching something thrive and being one of the seven on the board that had a hand in making some decisions. We were a publicly held company. Uh, that was from, well, that was right around the turn of the century, 96 to around 04. So when Vineyard Vines first came to me about, let's put a golf line together, 
we had already had success with the Forget Me Not collection, which mm-hmm. was a non and continues to be a, a non for profit play for me. All of my proceeds go to Houston. Never made a dime on it and would never do that. This now this is a different for profit project and this is much larger. It's the golf industry. And Shep and Ian Murray are the brothers who own it, the founders. They're just a huge success what they've done. They're living the American dream. Twenty years ago they quit their jobs, commuting in and out of the city every day. They were maxed out on their credit cards and they said, Let's do something we want to do. Let's do something for fun. And they started with customized ties. And now they're this raging success. I mean, Vineyard Vines, it's migrating west. We've got stores here in California, now, 10 of them total. But, I mean, they, especially when you go in the pockets of the country, like New England, the southeast, Texas, massive success. Uh, and in golf, Vineyard Vines Golf has has been in play here for, for several years and has done very well. Well, they said inside of Vineyard Vines, if you could come in Vineyard Vines Golf and you live the golf lifestyle, you broadcast the Masters for 30-something years. You, we can tell how much you love the game. It comes comes through every time we see you. And you live at Pebble Beach. Now, who would know what a golfer <laughs> should look like more than you? That was what they were right. saying. What do you want to wear? When I told them, though, the Ashworth background, that this was something that I actually understood. Mm-hmm. I knew how green grass worked and all of that. Well, they said, well, you just got to do this now. And uh, I'm really grateful to them for entrusting me to to build something together with their team inside of Vineyard Vines Golf. How does a deal like that work? Real quick, because I know uh, that this a, is interesting. Because the calling of, is that you say you're a partner. Calling, I'm involved. I'm a partner. Yeah. They already have Vineyard Vines. So they say, let's yeah. use your name, and then you design all that you want. And we're gonna- we are gonna. got a design team, for, first off, that's just tremendous. Back in the headquarters are in Stanford, Connecticut. I've been there many, many times. As recently as two weeks ago, when I was up in that area for a New England game, I didn't have to be in the area. I go there all the time. Mm-hmm. We got a, a design team that uh, really listens, puts together a lot of ideas. We look at all kinds of things that that I feel like that, that that sets a golf shirt, a golf sweater, a golf half zip apart from maybe other uh, lifestyle apparel in this sector. What does it look like? As I say to some friends. When I step out of my door, out of my driveway at Pebble Beach, and I go down to the lodge, which is close, I see people dressed the way they want to memorialize that moment. This is a bucket list trip for them. They're going to Pebble Beach, the Mecca, and and they're not coming out with a five-year-old polo and you know a pair of slacks that that don't fit the occasion. They look sharp. Yeah, yeah. they're dressed. You know, they're dressed at their best for this occasion. They play Pebble they come, Beach. And then they walk into the tap room. They're still looking good. They're styling. I see that. I know what the golfer wants. I really feel like I do. And I I use this line. Uh, I speak to the golfer 15 to 20 times a year. This, this clothing line is going to speak to the golfer. It's going to have its soul rooted in golf and what golf should feel like when you put on the garment when you put on a polo you're going to feel like a golfer a, a cooler version when you just used to say you're going to feel like a golfer 30 years ago before john ashworth revolutionized the golf apparel business it wasn't cool now you know it can be interchangeable to where you wear it play golf in it wear it to work wear it in social occasions golf clothing if it's done right uh is something that uh you can wear all the time 
congratulations. I'm excited that about it. Today is the day of the launch. I mean, thank you very much well, for the time today. I mean, this is a, a big day. It is a big day, and we were talking about it down at the PGA show a year ago in Orlando. We announced it, held a press conference, and we were written up about this collaboration in Golf Digest, Golf Magazine, Sports Illustrated, Forbes, The Rob Report, uh, that just for starters. I mean, it was everywhere. So we had a whole year in that industry of people saying, I wonder what that's going to look like. What's it going to tell me about it? What's it? it? So today, people get to see it. It's on the website at vineyardvines.com. And we're in starting out, you know, you don't come out with everything right away. You want to see what people like, what they relate to. So you, it's a step-by-step process like it was with the calling. You didn't come out and build 50,000 case product before you've sold a bottle. But we wanted to go in some of the best shops in America. We're in Pebble Beach in a very big way in their heritage shop, which is right off the first tee as of today. Um, we're in clubs like Cypress Point, Shinnecock, Wingfoot, Marion, Tell you your field you village. I'll give you a couple others. Whistling Straits. How about the bridges? You know, how about getting out there? We're, we're those we're, members. By the way, we're just starting. I mean, all like, this those has members been coming together. Like we would love to be at the I'll bridges. Give you another one. But the you Madison Club. How, the yeah, Madison Club out in the desert. The you, desert. You, that's another one that would love. I'm sure their their members to have the Jim Nance line. I'm sure. I I mean, hopefully, the golfer will look at it and say, "Well, you know, Jim is a guy that we know who loves golf." cares about golf and he's going to put his name on it and it's got to stand for a certain level of quality it's it's a it's a country club looking line now there are different there are different ways of dressing up a golfer we're all different that's the world and vineyard vines golf is very inclusive you know we have things that are for the more casual not 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 a part of this collection but vineyard vines golf we have the more casual approach that maybe you want to go out and play um at, 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 a, at a club or a course and don't want to have too many rules. You, know, you might want to play barefoot. I mean, I'm just saying I you love can it. go all the way from that. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, we all like to have some fun with <laughs> love the Love playing barefoot. Or if you want to like show up at one of the finest clubs right. in the world, got that covered all through the whole Vineyard Vines golf. I can't wait to go see some of your stuff. In fact, I looked online. It looks fantastic. Well, and, uh, and I love what you're wearing today because I like to wear I, – I always like to be dressed – so that if I could play golf, or if I had to go for a nice long walk, or if I had to go into a business meeting, I'm dressed for all of these things. Look how cool that looks to have your brand in the back of a jersey or a sweater like that. That's just so cool. Really cool. You look great. By the way, you, you know, look living at Pebble Beach, I said instead of just having a serial number, when someone calls up and orders uh, product number 0196345, let's name them all after things that I see at Pebble Beach. So you go through the legal process, which you're legally able to do. So we have a 17-mile drive uh, uh, performance piece that was great rain gear, I guess mm-hmm. is what you could really dumb it down to. The Carmel Polo, you know, living right there, right. a half mile from Carmel by the sea. The Morris, named for Sam Morris, who developed Pebble Beach 100 years ago. This is the 100-year anniversary of Pebble Beach. Sam Morris was the visionary behind Pebble Beach. He now has a sweater named after him, the Morris sweater. That's so cool. So uh, it goes on and on like that. That is so it's cool. Just, it's just I love it been there. a blast. I got to tell wow. you, my wife's involved in it. See, and that's that's what makes things fun. fun. It's fun. See, this is it. So, so, but here's the thing. Again, I'm going to go back to the beginning. 
football games, basketball games, golf tournaments, the biggest of the Super Bowl, the Masters, the Final Four. Everything you do is the biggest of the big. Hands-on in the wine industry, obviously hands-on and a celebration today for the, the launch of this new line. Um, okay, I've asked you how you balance your time. Where do you find your energy? Are you, I have more I, energy now than I've ever had in my life. I think all of this actually energy creates energy type thing. Sitting around, being docile, leads to more of a sedentary kind of approach, I think. I mean, I definitely feel more energized about everything in my life at this stage than I ever have. And it's a good feeling. I mean, I feel like um, I just had a game that could sap a lot of energy out of you, the New England-Kansas City game the other night. And we're doing this early in the morning, folks, by the way, so it sounds the voice sounds <laughs> a little uh, sleepy. I will say this. There was too long a line over here at Starbucks. Yeah. I didn't have my morning cup yeah. of coffee yet. But, I, I mean, I'm filled with energy. And um, and you're about to celebrate a big birthday, no, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, coming up in May, number 60. Hard to believe, but... The old, it's just a number routine. I was talking to Al Michaels about that recently. He goes, ah, he's, I don't even count. I haven't for years. I don't even know what I am. He said, it doesn't matter. It means nothing. You are what you are. You are what you're able to bring and how much you can handle and how much you bring to day-to-day -to -day life, your vibe. That's how old you are. So, you know what we're doing today? A little, a little bit of a holiday here. So, I've got the family in town. You know, I've got two young kids. And an older daughter who should be walking through the door here. We're in the lobby here at the hotel, folks, in La Jolla. So my oldest is is maybe minutes away from arriving. Right, good. So, so excited to see her little brother and sister, who are about to be three and five. And I did voiceovers last night here for some things that are going to be in the show this weekend from Tory Pines. And we're going to Legoland. That's awesome. Right in between the AFC Championship, <laughs> the launch of the new Vineyard Vines collection. A golf tournament and the Super Bowl. We're going to Legoland today. I'm yeah. running around with my kids, riding rides. I can't wait. All right, hey, listen. I know we got to get going. Thank you very, very much for all this time. Appreciate it. Thank you. You, hey, Scott. <laughs> you know, you draw more out of me than anybody does. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of laughs. I, I, I could see doing this. I mean, I would never be qualified to do what you do. You're exceptional Nonsense. at this. You're exceptional at this. Uh, but I, I could see if I was ever to do a talk radio daily, I could do it with you. Because <laughs> you're you. able to, some, somehow, you draw the best out of me. <laughs> and we laugh a lot. It's fun. It really I is. admire you so much. Oh, man, are you kidding so, me? Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank, thank you for saying man. that. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thank you. I am so thankful that Jim Nance was willing to give me the time. Again, remember, it's Friday morning. It's the launch of his new apparel line. It's 8 o'clock in the morning in the lobby of the Hilton where the tournament is going on in the background. There's PGA golfers. There's manufacturer types. There's, there's all kinds of people who want to pull and tug at Jim Nance, and he and I peeled off by ourselves. There's no handlers. There's no security. There's no TV producers. It's just the two of us sitting in the lobby and lots of people walking by and seeing what's going on. And so when the microphones went off, you would think we'd say, hey, I know you're busy. You got to go. He, we still had time. And we went over to the Starbucks in the lobby and we started to order a cup of coffee. And then Jim said, hold on, don't move. I want to go get my father-in-law because my father-in-law played football at Pitt in the 60s. 
And Jim knew that I had played football at Pitt in the late 80s. And so he went and got his father-in-law to come say hello so that the two of us could sit there and have conversation and just a little bit of camaraderie as Pitt football brothers. And Jim stood in the middle of it with the three of us, talked about the names and the history of the Pitt football program. And it gave Jim a lot of, uh, he seemed very thankful that he was able to make this introduction between me and his father-in-law. And it was really cool. And here's the really interesting thing, though, that was said, if you're still with me from the beginning of this podcast. Here's Jim. He's, he's, he's in the wine business. He's real hands-on. He's now in the apparel business, very hands-on. I don't have to tell you about his insane broadcast schedule and calling the championship of every major sport that you'd want to call. He's a busy person. I realize what kind of relationship I have with this person, how long this relationship has been ongoing. The, um, the, I look to him as a mentor, as a friend, as I, I look up to him the way I looked up to Dick Emberg. And yet he reciprocates this, this admiration, which I swear to you, I know it sounded kind of a little corny, but he doesn't, that's, that's who he is. He is real and genuine. So we're getting ready to say our goodbyes. And I said to him, I said, listen, you know, I see how you hustle. I see how you work. I see how successful you are. And all the things that we talked about today are things that I'm doing and aspiring to do even more, but doing them, not wanting to do them, doing them currently. I am doing this shit, but I want to do more. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up to Pebble Beach. By the way, I just invite myself. I'm going to come up to Pebble Beach, bring a couple of my friends. I am. I'm going to bring a couple of people who are investors in my group that are really impressive dudes. Go up to Pebble Beach, visit Jim in his home, go play his golf course, go drink his wine and go say to him. And this is what I, I literally said this to him. I want to solicit you to invest in this company because having you, your name, your notoriety, your reach, your network could be really good for our company. So interesting that he talked about having more time than anybody else because he doesn't use social media, but I want to now pitch him on making money in the world of social media. Jim Nance, appreciate you. Thank you very much. And I got to thank Jim's assistant, Melissa, who always makes things happen for us. And then, of course, for my team, Allison and Alex, who make all of this happen. I hope you enjoyed this week's installment of the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast. It's Super Bowl week. We will be in Atlanta. Make sure you're tuning in on the radio. And again, my ask to you is, is as we're going to the Super Bowl and as we are introducing this new platform, Sided.co, as we're introducing this to colleagues in the sports radio industry, the thing I would ask, if you enjoyed Jim Nance and you enjoy the content we produce, get on to Sided, create an account, Sided.co, because if you go to Sided.com, you're going confu- to get confused. Sided.co, sign up for an account, join a debate, vote on a debate, start a debate, tweet the debates. Use those little triangles, uh, those share buttons up in the upper right corner of those debates. Tweet those debates. Let's just start getting this thing to move on Twitter in particular, and that's where people start coming back. So any help would be greatly appreciated as we're literally building something together. Thank you for being here this week. Thanks to Jim and crew, and we'll talk to you from Atlanta on the radio. Another great guest that was interviewed by Scott on the weekly solo podcast that on every Tuesday drops. 
keep it locked and make sure after you listen share the latest volume tune into the next edition